Welcome to Total Teen Health and Wellness, the podcast for parents of teenagers to learn more about how medical and mental health issues are affecting their teen children. This is Dr. Shauna Garza, and I'm an adolescent medicine physician, providing essential education and helpful guidance to parents of teens and young adults. This podcast encourages parents to empower their teen children to live healthy and balanced lives. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Garza here, your host of Total Teen Health and Wellness. I'm very excited about our first episode today, and I look forward to connecting with you and hopefully providing you with useful information and guidance as you learn about the health of your teen children. Today, we're going to talk about self-care. This is a concept that I review very frequently with my patients in my adolescent medicine practice. And we know that self-care relates not only to physical health, but also to mental health. It starts off with what we call self-care of the body. Self-care of the body means that their body is getting well-fueled, well-rested, and also that your body's moving. And so that starts with a discussion about sleep. Sleep is critically important for teens, um, given that many teens are not getting enough sleep. This is affecting their physical well-being and definitely is affecting their mental health. Most teens need to be getting between eight to nine hours of sleep per night. And we all know that if we don't get enough sleep, whether it's through um, kind of staying up too late or by not being able to fall asleep, that that can affect how you physically and emotionally feel. For teens that don't sleep enough, they may feel easily overwhelmed. They may feel like they can't focus well. They may feel, of course, fatigued and low energy. This may affect their motivation. They may feel that they are um, more susceptible to illness. And so your defenses do get affected when you're not giving your body the rest it needs. Um, I will have a future podcast focused solely on sleep issues, um, but sleep, again, is so important for the body and brain to get rest. The other area of self-care of the body is nutrition. Nutrition, of course, we focus on how to add in foods that provide good fuel and nutrition for our teen patients. Part of it relates to the schedule of meals. Many teens are skipping breakfast, and really that is um, something that can affect how they can focus in the morning and their energy levels. So we counsel patients on making time for breakfast, even if it's something quick and simple. Some of the ideas that I provide patients are ways for them to add protein at breakfast. And protein can be through dairy products, through peanut butter, eggs, lean meat, and even some whole grain cereals like Kashi brand cereals tend to be higher in protein. So the focus on nutrition is for patients to eat regularly 
to keep their bodies and brains well fueled. So that is typically involving three meals per day plus snacks. So we brainstorm ways for patients to hit that goal of making time and being prepared and having meals available at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I don't ever prescribe any specific diet regimen to teens, but I do like to think about ways that they can improve their nutrition by adding in foods that are good for them. And that focus is really on whole foods of fruits and vegetables and whole grains, things that they can add in that are going to give them good vitamins and nutrients. The other part of self-care of the body relates to exercise. I have a lot of patients that are student athletes and do keep a very active lifestyle. And then some of my patients, you know, once they're done with their PE requirements in school, aren't doing much physically. So we also brainstorm ways for them to be more active. Exercise, of course, has real benefits for physical health, but I counsel patients to see it for the benefit that it provides to their mental health. We know that it can be a very healthy outlet for stress. And so I try to have teens think of what they might like to do to be more active. I feel that if teens can come up with their own interests and activities that relate to being more physically active, they'll be more dedicated to that and more motivated. And that'll keep them on incorporating that habit most days. So ideas that we come up with, especially for my non-athlete patients, are walking the dog, walking with mom or siblings or a neighbor, bike riding, swimming in the summer, even jumping on the trampoline, putting on music and dancing, playing sports casually in the driveway like basketball or soccer, throwing a ball around, doing home exercises such as different YouTube workouts and other online exercises if they like doing that. And then also exercise can be an opportunity for patients to try a new skill or activity. I've had patients start doing boxing classes or MMA or karate or maybe they want to do yoga And so I encourage them to try those new activities and skills because they can build confidence in them. Of course, it's great for them to be moving more, and it can be a really good outlet for their mental health as well. Self-care relates also to what we call coping skills. One of the things I see as being most important for teens to build and work on are building healthy coping skills during their teen years. Part of that relates to managing stress, understanding that stress is part of life, but finding ways that they can cope with that stress, whether that's, you know, talking to friends and family, seeing a therapist, and then really working on specific tangible coping skills that they can use and turn to when they feel stressed. I do encourage them to actively think about this because I have patients that aren't dealing with stress in healthy ways and are even turning to harmful ways of coping with stress 
that leads them to other problems and concerns. And that relates more to substance use, drinking, vaping, eating disorders, self-harm. These are all things that we'll go over in future episodes, but of course they're concerning and harmful. And so it's so important for teens to think about how they can cope with stress in a healthy way. Some ideas that we talk about relate to creative outlets. Some patients like to draw or do crafts or sew or cooking, anything like that that's a creative outlet can be a way to deal with stress. Journaling, I think, is very healthy for them to write at what they're feeling or experiencing as a way to process. Sleep itself can be a healthy way of coping. Taking a nap and going to bed early can help patients feel better. Again, like I mentioned, talking to friends or family, feeling like they have someone they can talk to about how they're feeling. We also counsel patients on the role of mindfulness in coping. And mindfulness surrounds the concepts of meditation and deep breathing. And now there are several apps that are available, many for free, that patients can use to help guide them through these practices. There's been lots of research that meditation and mindfulness has a direct effect in creating calm and reducing stress, and I believe will lead to reduced anxiety. So I sometimes will walk patients through how to take deep breaths physically and kind of model for them, but the apps that patients will use can also help guide them. Um, The Calm app is one that's very popular. There is a subscription fee to that, I believe, but there's a lot that it offers and has different breathing exercises and even kind of bedtime routine exercises. There is an app that's very popular called Headspace, which I know is free. That is a meditation app that has different programs from three, five, and 10 minutes that help patients slow down, slow their breath, focus on their breath and relaxation. And that can be a very helpful thing for them to turn to when they feel stressed. I'm a big advocate also for outdoor time. I think our lives are so sedentary and inside. And, you know, with COVID, I think that was made even worse for many patients. And so I think it's important for them to spend time outdoors as much as is available to them. That may be walking the dog or even getting outside to listen to the sounds that they hear in the leaves and the birds or the cars driving by. Could be going for um, just a walk in the neighborhood. And then, of course, if anyone has access to more outdoor space, whether it's parks or trails, I think there's a real role in how that can help patients kind of center on what's bothering them and also works to distract them from what is stressing them. And then finally, something that I talk a lot about with patients is what I call pet therapy. And of course, your pet doesn't have to be a trained therapy dog or cat, but there is real value in having a pet that you can take care of or you can cuddle or you can play with that can be a very healthy way of managing stress. And we all know that 
you know, pets can really boost your mood. So if patients have access to a pet, either through their own, their home or through a friend, I think that's a healthy thing to turn to as well. So again, these are all ideas that we teach patients on and counsel them on the importance of them building self-care skills and really emphasizing the self-care of the body through sleep, nutrition, and exercise, and building these healthy coping skills. I hope this was helpful to you today, and I look forward to next time. Thanks for listening today. If this episode helped you better understand the health of your teen and you're ready to learn more, please subscribe to hear future episodes of this podcast. Consider sharing it with other parents of teenagers. And remember, parents can help their teens live healthy and balanced lives.